Hello guys, it's April 21, 2023, and you're watching the Awesome 10X Investing Channel. And today's global market app update actually asks, has the bear market rally topped out? So we're going to be going fast through today's uh, class, mga 15 minutes, and let's go through some charts here as well. All right, let me present now. I'm going to share my screen, my entire screen. Okay. Just going to go through this very fast. Okay. All right. Okay, so has a short squeeze rally of the bulls topped and got faded for 2023? Okay, so we're evaluating the decimation of puts. In this slide, I actually checked three relevant indices, which is the Dow Jones, the S&P 500, and the Qs. And you can see that as of last night, April 20, 2023, the stock price of Dow Jones, SPY, and the Qs are actually near the 52-week highs. For the Dow Jones, the 52-week high is 355. For the SPY, your Dow Jones 52-week high is about 450. And for the Qs, your Dow Jones, uh, your QQQ or the NASDAQ 52-week high is actually trading at about 347, which means that we are just off about 4%, 8%, and 9% for the one-year high. So we're actually near the top of the market if we're just evaluating from the 52-week high. And you can actually check out the strike prices of the put options. So if you're actually choosing an out-of-the-money strike, i.e. Um, it's a 20% lower out-of-the-money strike, you can see that the put options are actually just trading at about 0 0.1, 0 0.16, or 0.22%, which means that they're actually 90% cheaper rather than the at-the-money strikes. At-the-money strikes today are actually costing somewhere about 6 to $8, to $8, which will be about 1% to 2% yields. And you can see roughly that the most expensive put option is actually the QQQs at about 2.79%. And the cheapest puts are actually in the Dow Jones, which is about 1.78% compared to today's price. Say, for instance, you're actually trying to buy a 335 put option of the Dow Jones. It's going to be costing you $6, whereas uh, $340, a 340 in the money strike is going to cost you about 2.3% and almost double for the QQQs here, about 4.22%, all expiring on June 16, 2023. This undermines the reality that the market believes that the QQQ is supposed to be at the very least double the beta of the Dow Jones. If the Dow Jones fell 0.5%, the markets assume that QQQ will actually fall 1%. Now, if the SPY actually falls about 3%, it also assumes that the QQQ will actually move about 50% lower or if down 3, then down 4.5, which is actually reflected in the yields of the puts. Now, in general, you can see that since the, the, the yields of the in-the-money strike and the at-the-money strike are still trading about 2, 3, 4% for a 56-day to expiry, you may actually want to watch if you can get this at less than 2%. And you can actually try to check if Dow Jones find the QQQs can actually be gotten for less than 1%. So we'll see. Now, the current yields of the puts, if you're really in the apocalypse type of scenario, wherein you believe that the markets could potentially fall 20%, 
for the next 20 uh for the next uh, two months or 56 days expiring on june 16 these may eventually actually be the lowest risk and the highest reward take note that dow jones buy and qqqs you can actually buy them for less than 10.1 uh, yields uh in terms of put options that means that the prices are very very low compared to the current stock price now in terms of the the big relevant names let's go through them one by one you can see that mastercard and visa are reflecting a very small yield of puts around 0.2 to about 1.81%, which tells you that even the out-of-the-money strikes for Tesla and NVIDIA, which is trading at about 220 and 230, are already uh, expected to already be paid a premium of about 1% to 2%, which is quite expensive considering that um, these are out-of-the-money strikes. So if you actually take a look at out-of-the-money strikes, the cheapest would be only relevant for Apple and Microsoft, which is 0.3% and 0.37%, which reflects also the fact that most people actually don't assume that Apple and Microsoft would fall about 20% within now till about June 16. Now, if you think that Apple can actually potentially fall from the current 166 towards 135, or Microsoft can fall from about 286 to 230, you'll notice that they're also trading near uh, near the 52-week highs, with Visa just one uh, less than a percent from the 52-week high, and MasterCard actually trading about less than 4% also from the 52-week high. You're seeing also Netflix actually traded about down 14% from the 52-week high. Meta is actually just down 5% from its 52-week high, and notice that Meta is also trading with about 1%. So we're actually looking at which positions like uh, Netflix here. Netflix is actually relatively cheap with about 0.5% uh, current yield price if you're buying a put option for Netflix. Say, for instance, you believe that Netflix could fall 20% from now until the next two months. The 260 out of the money strike put option for Netflix is only going to cost you about $1.77 compared to almost $16 and $18 for an in-the-money and out of uh for, compared to an at-the-money strike and an in-the-money strike. So you're actually seeing quite a, quite a huge um, huge uh, pricing uh, in terms of the yields. So if you're actually wondering, are the puts actually decimated for the next June uh, 16, 2023, you can see that the current yield of the puts are actually quite expensive still for June 16, 2023, with only um, with around 4 to 8%, around 6 to 10%, for even the most relevant items like Apple, Microsoft, Netflix, Google, Amazon, Meta, NVIDIA, and Tesla. So even after the earnings release of Netflix, you could see that the Netflix puts are actually around 5% here. And then uh, for Tesla put options after the drop of about 10% last night, you could see that it will still cost about 8 to 10% for an in-the-money strike and an, uh, and an at-the-money strike, which means that the only way for you to make money or a break even there on those put options is to see for is to see through it that Netflix falls at least 5% or lower, or to see through it that Tesla would fall about 8 to 10% lower, which means that the put options are not necessarily that that uh, that cheap for the at the money and in the money strike the only cheap ones that i can see from an uh from a from a put option perspective here is actually put options on apple and microsoft which are just costing less than 0.3 percent here and also about uh, less than five percent for the current yield of puts here in general netflix and google is actually also cheap if you're going to do some um some put options for the at the money uh with with uh, with a five percent uh, current yield 
And then uh, they're also down about 14 to 20% from their 52-week highs for the year. Netflix highs about 380. Google highs about 132. Amazon highs about 157 for the entire year. And uh, that's down 34% uh, from its 52-week high. Okay, so let's also watch out for NVIDIA. Take note that as NVIDIA is actually trading near its 52-week high of 281, the in-the-money strike is actually costing about 8%. So if you're actually assuming that NVIDIA could fall, it may actually, just by looking at the put options here, be cheaper to actually implement Dow Jones, SPY, and QQQ from, from, a, from a perspective of a from a perspective of put options, you could see that the prices on the individual stock level is quite expensive versus initiating it instead on the Dow Jones, the SPY, and the Q, considering that the SPY, the Qs, and the Dow Jones are heavily influenced anyway by all of these um, by all of these numbers, uh, by all of these ticker symbols. So you can clearly see that if you believe that NVIDIA Tesla is actually going to continue falling, instead of paying about 8% in the money strikes here for an NVIDIA put option at 280 or a Tesla put option at 170, it may actually make more sense to actually buy a, uh, a SPY 420 put and a QQQ 325 put, which will just cost you uh, actually about 3% and 4%, almost half the price in terms of yield versus the NVIDIA, Tesla, or even uh, even these uh, Apple, Microsoft. You can see that almost all of the yield of the puts in terms of uh, individual stock options versus index stock options is actually more expensive. This only highlights the fact that we would prefer, if we will be shorting the market, to actually initiate put options instead on the Dow Jones, the SPY, and the Qs, using these relevant out-of-the-money strikes, at-the-money strikes, and in-the-money strikes. These prices are as of last night, April 20, and you can see that the yields are actually relatively cheap compared to actually buying any individual name in terms of put options. Now let's talk about also dates of relevance, guys. You can see that as of next week, there's actually a lot of earnings that will be coming out. Specifically, April 25, we're going to be seeing earnings from Microsoft and Google. On April 26, we'll be getting Meta. April 27, we'll get GDP and Amazon. And April 28, we'll get PCE. So any considerable bad earnings from any of them can actually trigger your SPY or the Qs to actually fall or the Dow Jones. And you can see that the SPY QQQs are actually near their 52-week highs, which makes it actually very relevant to initiate any of these at the money, in the money, or even an out of the money puts in these levels. So these are actually levels that you want to actually check out from about 270 to 340 for Dow Jones or for SPY to about 330 to 420 in terms of your put strikes. Okay, for May, that's actually a lot of earnings as well. You're going to see on May 3, the FOMC rate hike. So we actually see that the market is already expecting a 25 basis points increase there. On May 4, we're going to be getting Apple. Take note that on May 5 is also an options expiry, although not that big of a deal. The biggest deal for May is actually an OPEX expiry on May 19, which will come uh, uh, after the jobs CPI and PPI. So we also have May 24, which is an NVIDIA earnings, and then 26, the personal consumption expenditures, which the Fed has always said to be a more relevant gauge rather than the CPI and PPI. On June, you actually have a lot of data as well. Take note that on June 2, June 13, June 14, early in the first half of the month, you'll still be getting CPI and FOMC. 
Then you'll be discussing that ceiling and June 16, the relevant date for all of our option expiry on puts is going to be on June 16 for the options expiry. And take note on June 30, the PCE and the end of month expiry, wherein a lot of people are actually expecting that the SPY is not going to break above 4,300 anytime soon. Now, let's also take a look on the initial recent earnings. Uh, they, there were actually a lot of failures and misses in terms of revenues and earnings expectations. Take note that uh, amongst the most relevant earnings results that came out, we note that there have been failures on Tesla, Netflix, AT&T, Taiwan Semiconductor, Cisco Systems, Blackstone Group, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, Charles Schwab, Taiwan, uh, so yeah, sorry, na, na double, na double type ko lang, Taiwan Semiconductor, you've got KeyCorp, uh, Wall, um, and MCB. Sorry, uh, for Wall and MCB, I think there was a, a few uh, beats there, but it's still actually a failure for the banks per se. Then you've got a few beats like Las Vegas Sands, Lenar, and uh, in general, the home construction ETF. Okay, let's take a look on some of these relevant uh, items here on the charts. You can see that this is actually gapping down from the trades of 180. It's now trading at 163. Pre-market, it actually goes 165, but it actually is still a gap down. So there's a lot of people still waiting here at about 145, which is a gap fill. Netflix, we're actually seeing a potential drop uh, towards 290 after a gap down, after their earnings actually didn't meet uh, a lot of the estimates with only about 1.75 million additional subscribers. Netflix is still in a downtrend here, so you can actually see a lot of put option and strike prices uh, getting in line for the next two months. You can see that Netflix puts can be actually had for about 5% for in the money strikes or in at the money strike. Okay, for AT&T, you can see a very, very sharp fall last night of about 10%. And actually, that's huge volume. So this is very clearly a breakdown from about $18. We'll see if it can actually fall 16 but that's actually a bearish move. Take a look at uh, Goldman Sachs. Although it has rallied after uh, not necessarily good earnings, you'll notice that it's still below the 200-day moving average. It's now testing the $340 area. And uh, there's quite some volume here, about $340. We'll see whether that supply is going to get rejected uh, for Goldman Sachs. Taman Semiconductor is actually trading still within a range above 86, but still below 92. We did see actually a, a selling front here, about 92 to 96. So we still see actually Semiconductor, Taman Semiconductor is still a risk in terms of the market uh, scenario for geopolitical risks and actually overall semiconductor guidance on second quarter is actually forecast to be an outlook on the downturn. So uh, a lot of bears actually handling the Taiwan Semiconductor despite the fact it's actually above 200-day moving average. Blackstone is actually above 200-day moving average here, about 92, 94. However, that's still also in a downtrend from about $100 here, 110 and $100. We're seeing that Gap up after earnings, but still actually a miss in terms of revenue. So still in the downtrend here. Cisco Systems has been falling with two big gap down days from about $50. It's now trading at $46. Back towards its 200-day moving average. We'll see if some people actually try to buy its support or will continue breaking down towards $44. Lots of volume on the breakdown seeing Cisco Systems, which is a majority uh, a, a big uh, relevant day, uh, big, big relevant item in your Dow Jones. So uh, instead of actually shortening Cisco per se, you can see that uh, it, it, it can actually be a more effective way to just short the Dow Jones puts, uh, to buy the Dow Jones puts, I mean. Morgan Stanley, uh, yes, Morgan Stanley is actually trading above $90 today, but still below these breakdowns of 95 and 93. So we're still actually 
considering that uh, even after earnings was released, this is still on a downturn, negative earnings uh, in the Q1. All right. Charles Schwab, negative deposits. Uh, people are fleeing Charles Schwab as well. You can see that it rallied back towards the rally point here at 56 and has been rejected. So there might be buyers here at 47, but at 56 to 60 plus, there's still a lot of selling pressure. And it's highly uh, it's highly being sold below the 200-day moving average, which still trades at 72. So lots of negative action still uh, behooving uh, Charles Schwab. Same for KeyCorp. KeyCorp is still vastly below the moving averages at 17, of uh, which is the 200-day. You can see that these are just chopping up and down from about 12 to 13 to 14. So really uh, still in the negative for KeyCorp. Same for Western Alliance. Despite that gap up from 32 to 39, we're still seeing a lot of uh, price action movement here in the choppy zone for a lot of regional banks like Western Alliance Bank Corp. Same for Metropolitan Bank Holdings, another uh, regional bank. Rallied straight from about 30s here to 36, but is still also vastly below 200-day moving average. One of the key uh, beats was actually Las Vegas Sands, owing to the very strong visitations on Macau. However, it is actually already a breakout here, about $60. We'll see if this will follow through, or will it actually be a fake out even after good earnings? Very far from the 200-day moving average for Las Vegas Sands. Lenar Corporation also made the beat. This is actually already trading near highs. So $112. We'll see if this is actually going to continue further for Lenar, but also very, very strong here above 200-day moving average. We'll see if these get faded out after good earnings or will it continue further. So uh, home construction ETF, which is uh, composed of your Lenar uh, pult, uh, are actually trading near highs near uh, all-time highs, or not all-time highs, but near 52-week highs. So you're actually going to see, uh, we're going to be watching if these will continue further, whether casinos and home construction ETFs will go further or will it actually pull back to give us signs of the, markets, um, the market assessment for these ETFs. Okay, so there's going to be a lot of upcoming events. As we know, there's going to be CPI of earnings further, rate hikes, upgrades, and downgrades. One relevant downgrade to also watch out is C-Limited. C-Limited got downgraded by UBS last night with, a, with, with, with low visibility on their earnings. Although the earnings will still come out on May, you'll see that C-Limited is already trading on the downside here before the numbers come out with a lot of selling pressure here, about 88 after rallying from a low of 42. So we're actually seeing a topish move here at 88, and we might see it go back below 65 here first before the earnings come out. DoorDash, we're actually seeing a lot of negative news flow here. So DoorDash already trading from $68 to $60, even before the numbers are coming out. And uh, you're already seeing that it might trade below 200-day moving average for DoorDash. Coinbase uh, is uh, evaluating to go to Bermuda uh, as the SEC continues to hound them, and they might not be able to uh, operate in the U.S. in a legal manner. So it's highly possible that Coinbase, which about... 90% of their sales still coming from U.S. is going to have a lot of trouble and the market is actually pricing in that Coinbase is actually bound to drop below 60. We're still seeing double tops here at 80 and 200-day uh, moving average is actually uh, giving up here at $60. Still though, Coinbase is very volatile, so you might be aware that it's, it's got a lot of massive uh, short squeeze now and then. Every time it hits 70 or 80, there's a lot of selling pressure, so just be careful when you're shorting Coinbase. Okay, so um, 
as I said, it's going to be very fast today, guys. We're going to be just uh, evaluating the put options and the market setups here. Uh, as I said, it might be more relevant for those who are looking to short the market. That is actually cheaper to do so via the Dow Jones, the DIA, DIA the SPY, and the QQQ. It doesn't mean that we are not uh, assuming that the prices of the stocks could actually uh, be faster to fall. Let's say you want to buy put options on Netflix or you want to buy put options in instead on Apple or Microsoft. Not really a problem. But we think that in terms of the value of the dollar versus the, I mean, the, the value of your position versus the relevant movement, it makes more sense to actually initiate uh, doing it through the indices. So thank you very much. See you again next week. And I hope that you learned something new for today. Thank you very much. And uh, we have a lot to actually check out in terms of earnings. So hopefully the earnings, uh, whether it's in your favor or not in your favor, just be aware that the earnings can actually make a big move similar to what happened to Netflix and Tesla recently. Okay, thank you very much. Goodbye.